And for our team match in this corner is a boy and his dog. And in the other corner, a moose and squirrel. Let me out. <laughs> Hey folks, there's a tad too far, there's far, there's going too far, and us, a tad too far. This is episode, um, counting my fingers, uh, five. Round five. <laughs> five. Not five? Yeah, it's five? Episode five. Yeah, four. Round five. Round five. See, I told you round five. <laughs> Not episode five, I got you. Sorry, round five. We're, we're taking old cartoons versus new cartoons, and uh, seeing who comes out the, the winner. So, Okay. Um, so my pick, uh, for this one, so I'm trying to figure out which one to start with. I'll start with the old one is Rocky and Bullwinkle. (laughs) Now the thing is that it is dated, but I love Rocky and Bullwinkle because it's moose and squirrel, you know, uh, where they go on adventures. The one of the great original things about Rocky and Bullwinkle was even for its time period, it's one of the ones that had the continuing storylines. Now, not every episode was like was a clear storyline, but it was based off of the premise of the old cliffhangers, where every uh, episode would end in the cliffhanger with two possible titles for what the next episode was. Um, but part of what made Rock and Bill Winkle so good is it was also kind of a part variety show because not only did you have Rock and Bill Winkle, but you would have uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, or you would have Fractured Fairy Tales, or you'd have a Dudley Do Right story with it. <laughs> so it was just like a cram packed, um, you know, cartoon for kids that had nonstop puns <laughs> in it. So, um, and so it's it's funny because I was doing a little bit of research on it, and I guess part of it is what made it interesting is that a lot of it was satire on stuff. But as a kid, you don't catch the satire, but you catch all the puns and jokes. They're they're exactly. they're trying to make stuff <laughs> fun of stuff. So, now, so did you guys? So I'm going to ask because Rocky and Bullwinkle is one of the older ones of the cartoons. So it's from 1959 to 1963. Not that I'm that old, <laughs> but you know, I saw it when it was in syndication. So I never saw it when they originally came out. So it was kind of always one of those things where I always felt like I was missing stuff because, you know, when stuff's in syndication, they don't necessarily always show it back in the right order. Right. So I would always catch bits and pieces of the overall storyline. But yeah, but uh, do you guys? Yeah, I definitely like, yeah, I watched Rocky and Ballwinkle religiously, especially at, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning when they make me get up um, and start getting ready for school. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had I had to get up that early to start getting ready for school. If you tried to get me up any later, I wasn't gonna make it. <laughs> so I I literally would roll over. I would fight to get out of bed. They'd have to drag me out of bed, all that kind of stuff. But when I actually got up, we started watching TV. Rocky and Bullwinkle would be on. So like yeah. you, I I lost a lot of the pun in the show, but I just like the voices and I like the acting. <coughs> hey, the jokes. What are we gonna do now? Hey, hey. <laughs> right. That was actually pretty damn good. 
Thank you, thank you. I used to actually hit it like spot on. I would practice that much. <laughs> Who knew? I don't know what we're gonna do, my winkle. <laughs> and just yeah, I had both of them down, like packed. So it was a situation of um, you know, me actually figuring out later on what all the little puns and jokes were going right. into, you know, Cold War and, and us against the Soviets and all this other stuff. It's like, oh, okay, cool. All right, well, now I understand why it was so funny. Right. So I didn't understand what the hell I was laughing at. Yeah, <laughs> I could fall out. Right. When the, that's what was funny. Like the, the fractured fairy tales, like they made those puns like always on point <laughs> where you knew where any kid knew exactly what was. So you could groan just loud enough for it. Exactly. So. And Mr. Peabody got on my nerves. <laughs> he got on your nerves. I never liked Mr. Peabody. I don't know why. Why, why not? <laughs> Maybe I think it was because of his name. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It was just kind of annoying to me. I couldn't, I couldn't take him. Okay. And, and I like Dudley Do Right, though. <laughs> right? That man had about a that chin, chin for days. <laughs> 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 Something about the chin, like, yeah, okay. Yep, you're, you're a Canadian force. Ranger. Yeah, that works. Right. Yeah, so him and Snidely Whiplash. <laughs> oh. I, I used to love when that dog left. <laughs> Oh, that was the best laugh in the world. Right. Um, all right, cool. So what you putting up against it? Um, I'm putting up against it Adventure Time. <laughs> so Whoa. I know. All right. So I, I'm gonna be completely honest. Um I did research about Adventure Time. I know bits and pieces about it, but like I'll be honest that I've never seen an episode of Adventure Time, so I'm not sure if I'm the best judge of it. Wow. Um, <laughs> You've never seen an episode? No, what? I've never seen I know, but but here's the thing: Adventure Time is one of it's one of those early um, that sparked a new generation of cartoons because Adventure Time came out, and then you had the Adventures of Gumball and who, Adventures of Gumball and somebody like it spawned a bunch of other cartoons in its wake. Uh, but Adventure and regular Time show and and yeah, yeah, all that for Cartoon Network, all that literally set up for that situation based off of Adventure Time. So yeah. Yeah, with Steven, Steven Universe, and what was the other one? There was um, Princess, the Princess one with the wand. Uh, but yeah, all those came okay. out of, of Adventure Time one. But yeah, so Adventure Time is kind of quirky. So the, the research I did is like, yeah, the first two seasons are just like, you know, just fun games, like with complete wackiness. <laughs> and, and stuff that like doesn't make any sense uh, but then once you get into like season three and on like the story gets like super heavy and, and you know it things continue through you learn more about each individual character at, kind of as you go through it and then you know the world changes and, and stuff like that so um it, it's interesting because what, what i find interesting is you know older cartoons were um depending on on the type of show so older cartoons were either kind of a, a continuous storyline or just like you could switch out episodes like you know an episode if you didn't catch the episode before but you watched the current episode you knew who the characters were so there wasn't character growth okay but they they were staples it was easy to tell who that character was uh, so that you knew kind of what, how they played the role in the in the episode so it kind of made the characters more iconic but also kind of made them more stale because there's not character growth but what i find interesting about newer cartoons is that you have 
cartoons that like start out innocent wise and then get really dark in later seasons. But and it seems like a trend that like all cart all of the newer cartoons happen with. Especially like if you like Clone Wars, you know, it starts out innocent, then gets dark. You know, Star Wars Rebels starts out innocent, then gets dark. And it's like it's it seems like there's a, a trend with newer cartoons where they start out with their premise, they keep going with it, but then if they they get to a point where they either just keep rolling with it, same old, same old, or whether they actually make the change and then do a lot more character growth. So, so let me ask you a question. Um, sure. Cartoons are supposed to be innocent and fun, right? I don't. That's a good point, but I don't know. See, because I go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Because the thing is, is that I think I think part society's views of of what children can handle has changed. Yes. <laughs> and so, what I will say is that yes, cartoons are supposed to be innocent and fun, but I think that they've we've determined in the society that kids can handle a lot more than we think they're capable of if we present it the right way. Is that true or is that just what parents think? Because I'll be honest with you, I have a three-year-old girl. I'm not Mm going to let her watch a lot of today's cartoons. I I don't want her being taught a lot of stuff that a lot of the newer cartoons teach. I want her to be have her in childhood. You're only a child. You only have your innocence once. Why do we rush our children to rush and judge up to get something darker or a little bit more edgier when they have their life to do that? I mean, I'm not, and I'm not even saying, you know, you know, um, I'm just brain for the, the, the newer cartoon. I'm giving the name. I lost it. I'm sorry. Avenger Time. Avenger Time. Avenger Time. Yeah. It's not even that it's a bad cartoon, but mm-hmm. it's not. I mean, when I think cartoons in general, I think kids, you know, three to about 10, and I don't know if especially the three to like eight, it's appropriate. Hmm. Okay. You know, and so yeah. that's how I view it. I mean, I, I feel like it, it's like, as you said earlier and off the air, like when I was, you know, we're debating, just joking around with some of the adult cartoons, you said, well, those are for adults. And I said, well, kids are watching them. I'm not saying it's right, but that's the problem is those edger cartoons then lead to more adult-like cartoons down the road. Hmm. And then you wonder why some of the kids... I guess I get what you're saying. That's, that's all and, I guess and, I'm saying. But, yeah. Well, and, but the other thing that... Yeah. I mean, but the, I see exactly what you're saying. The, the other thing I, I will say, though, is like Avenger Time isn't, you know, for ages... It, it's Avenger Time is almost teen. True. It's and, YA. It's not, it's not designed for, you know, eight or under or, you know, 10 or under. You know, it's designed for you know, early teen, you know. And, and I don't disagree with you. And just like, like, I, there's like cartoons meant for 30, 40 year olds, right? Mm-hmm. In general, though, I view cartoons as a kid show. So when yes. you, when you say cartoons, I don't think adults right away. I think kids. So when, if this was on a uh, way where a kid was watching it or like, whatever, I, I guess I would say, even as a 12 year old, they might be more appropriate for it. But a 12 year old is still innocent to a certain extent. They still, I mean, hell, half these kids are graduating from college, no offense to anyone that's listening, but they're still wet behind the ears, so to speak. Mm. They still have a lot to learn and they will, and they're learning it. But why are we rushing to, to go to edge your stuff at 12, you know, 10, 12, 14? I think cartoons, I think kids, you know, you know, that, are of 
young age, and they're and, the, and they're the ones enjoying cartoons. You sit them on the couch as they eat their Lucky Charms or they have their little Lego Lego waffle, and mommy and daddy are doing the laundry. That's why I think of cartoons. I got gotcha. So this is what I will say, um, and, and opposed to the argument, and we can bring it back to the cartoons that are at play here because mm-hmm. it, it's a deeper meaning behind the situation. Um, but right. it also goes into why we're doing this type of of format, right? Right. So what I will say is the same argument that you're pitching now is the same argument that our parents could pitch for us back then. And I say that because we grew up in an era of violence. Oh, violence yeah, first was was our situation. <laughs> so whereas we did not have some of the all of the you know adult language or or all of the adult content that was inside it was still adult content mm-hmm. we talked about gi joe we talked about thundercats we talked about um he-man we talked about all these different cartoons we talked about and all that was sorted around violence yes guys, but gi joe also fight. showed you how to back away from them too they did He-Man. show you how to back away from a fight at the end of the, yeah. of the cartoon whereas in the beginning of the cartoon they're throwing missiles and bombs and blowing <laughs> each other up and, and you've got <laughs> nuclear you've literally got a nuclear canister that could blow up half of the planet and somebody is throwing it around inside of a ship and I, uh, trying I, I to turn it. it into a gas to kill people like that's that was not a kid nature. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I don't disagree. But the cartoon itself was kid nature. I the mean, cartoon it, itself was was tuned or it was delivered to kids. But, but let the me adult content that was inside in, of it. Was let me say this because one the oh, all right, okay. let me just a second. One of the things that my that I always remember my parents saying. Now this is related to video games, and not necessarily cartoons. But as a kid, you know, I played. Um, video games and so there was uh, my parents were always on me it's like why do you always play violent video games so I was playing Final Fantasy 5 <laughs> okay I had the like X-Men Arcade on the Super Nintendo I had you know Mario Brothers you know stuff like that there was one time I went to the, the video store and I wanted to pick up the Spider-Man game and there was Spider-Man Maximum Carnage and my sister flipped her lid when she saw the title. And then my mom's like, well, do you know what the word carnage means? And so I didn't get to play it. Like, I rented it and then they made me return it because of the violent title on the video game. Compared to nowadays, you have people playing, you have 10-year-olds that play Call of Duty. And I'm yeah. better at it. <laughs> right, exactly. And it. And so, yeah, I do agree with you that our our generation was more raised on violence and our parents did not like it at all. So, Right. So let me bring it back into the context of this situation. Since, Taj, you've never seen Adventure Time. Right. Let me let me go ahead and take up an argument or 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 devil's advocate for Adventure Time. Right. OK. Uh, Adventure Time is literally about a good boy and his dog that are off in a fairy tale type land. Right. Um, right. Finn is he lands there. He's a human. He's the only human in the particular area. Um, like the whole land is made up of dreamscapes type situation. Um, his best friend, Jake, who is a dog, is not a typical dog. He is a he is a, a morphing dog. He can turn his body into a blanket. He can turn his body into a car. He can stretch around the corner and and go down the street and then some while his legs are still standing in the same place um he he um is a protector for finn um he helps finn out finn is growing into being like a warrior in the particular area 
Um, he's trying to protect the people of the land against the Ice King, who really was a good guy at first, and then came across a situation where his crown turned him into this evil, evil type of person. Right? You've got right. Princess Bubblegum, who runs the actual fairy tale land of all these different um, creatures or, or different beings that are made up of different things. You got right. some that are made up of lemons. You got some that are made up of flames. You've got vampires in this particular land. You've got a cloud who's um, a lumpy space princess who is basically a pink cloud that that thinks herself is cute and takes selfies all day. Um you, you've got a uh, cinnamon bun, which is a, a, an actual cinnamon bun with arms and legs and is, is kind of worrisome about every single little thing. And each one of these characters that are in this story represent somebody in life that you will know. Right. You've got um, Lemon Grab, who uh, Lemon Drop is who is actually a lemon. And he's sour, like he's he's bitter about any and everything. So anytime somebody says something, oh, the sky is beautiful today. He'll come around. Oh, I don't really like that. I don't like that at all. No, it's too bright, too bright, too beautiful. No, bring it back. Bring it back some. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's all kind of crazy. And Finn tries to help Princess Bubblegum um, protect her land against evil creatures and things out there that are trying to take over the land and, and make everybody sad. Which is which is the best best way in order to put it, right? Right. So in this sense, it's still a children's cartoon. Don't don't get it twisted. Um, it may have like one or two adult themes mixed inside of it, right? But at heart, it is a children's cartoon because it's talking about imagination. Sure. Yeah. And in my mind, I would rather if I'm going to watch a cartoon strictly based on imagination. I'm going to do that with a cartoon that I can I can adapt to and has characters in there that 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 portray some of my personalities more so than a cartoon that came out in the in the 50s and 60s um, with their own underlying tones. And, and the bad guys are, are Russians and and, and you know, it's, it's a, a little bit more politically based or charged than you would want it to be, especially with the puns that they were throwing back and forth. Right. Yeah. In 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 main my my thing is like so the the reason why I threw Rocky and Bullwinkle in there is because really the the Flintstones and the Justins were designed for prime time. Those were the yeah. first cartoons that came out, but they were designed for adults and they came out prime time. They came they showed at like six or seven o'clock at night. Yes, for the whole family to watch. Rocky and Bullwinkle was one of the first cartoons that was for kids. Saturday morning, you know, uh, jokes aplenty. Yes, there was adult stuff in there, but it was <laughs> you know, grandfather of cartoons for kids. And plus, uh, what makes it unique to me is it's one of the first ones that had a continuing storyline uh, from episode to episode. Uh, you know, I know Wacky Racers kind of had that, but it kind of seemed like each episode was standalone. So. Pretty much. Wacky Racers was standalone. Like, you had... Yeah. Um, Boris Bedenov, uh, who, who was you know one of the evil characters. You had his wife Natasha Patel. Um, yeah. Specter Fennick was one of the rangers, the captain of the rangers. Um, uh, who else was in there? Uh, of course, you had Horse, Deadly Durite's Horse. That, that he never went the right way, no matter whatever Deadly wanted to try and go. Um, and yeah, Chauncey, you know Edgar. Those two were kind of crazy off in there. Um, they they had a, a special episode where they were talking about Neil Armstrong 
and everything that was going on in that situation. So it's like they, they had characters, but when you're talking about a character base that is strictly built for puns versus a mm. character base that is strictly based off of personalities that you would see in people around you. Gotcha. I'm going to go with Adventure Time because they got <laughs> a crap load of characters. So, okay. Where are you at, Darren? Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> You're leaving this up to me? Uh, yes. Oh, but, uh, uh, mm-mm. <laughs> I, I, okay, so, uh, let me, let me talk my way through this since it's a podcast and that's what we're supposed to do. Um, don't get me wrong. I love, I love Rocky and Bullwinkle. It's the characters, the story for its generation. You know, I kind of want to give it to Rocky and Bullwinkle. But Adventure Time redefined cartoons. And even though I've never seen it, I know of it. And it's one of those things. It it, it expanded beyond its... I mean, the main reason I know Adventure Time even before ever looking it up was, you know, it, it permeated pop culture enough. Like you saw... It, you had people with Jake the, the dog backpacks, you know, or, or you had backpacks with other Adventure Time symbols, you know, on it. And it, you know, it reached that, pop, you know, uh, pop culture status there uh, that enough people knew what it was. And and so, um, yeah, I'm the other thing that I'm basing off of and I'm being biased is I know that not enough newer cartoons are going to make it on to the next level. I, I think I got to give it to Adventure Time. <laughs> So I'm being biased on that way. So, yay! Boom! <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I'm trying to keep things fair, interesting. You know, oh, I don't care if it was all new car- old cartoons. One, I wouldn't care. Right? I, I, I hear you. So we don't do it as Highlander rules. There can only be one. <laughs> right? Exactly. So, all right. So any, um, any other. Uh, comments or anything before I wrap it up? Well, next time you pick a show, I'm gonna need you to watch it. <laughs> I, well, I did watch a video about like what happens in all the seasons, and like okay. the, the storyline is pretty cool. I mean, I liked it. The Adventure Time storyline seemed a lot cooler than Steven Universe because I did yeah. research on that as well. But yeah, it just everything that Finn goes through and it's like his powers is like, okay, guy loses well, you know what? like two times. <laughs> like, yeah. Steven universe is not bad because yeah, yeah, you just look at Steven universe and try to call it soft, but in actuality, once you get into later seasons, it actually starts setting up for uh, a good storyline. So I can, I can see um, Steven universe being off in the mix somewhere down the line. This gets his honorable mention. It'll give us props. Right. right. Talking. So, but, it, it doesn't hold up to adventure time. Oh, okay. Mind you, I the reason why I know about all this stuff is because I have a teenager. <laughs> so when all these cartoons came out, she was a kid, and I would have to sit there and watch them with her as we as we went up. So if I talk about any of these cartoons now, she's gonna remember them and have good old thoughts. Oh, I remember watching that, and before she went off into adult land and watching all types of crazy stuff. But yes, right. Well, yeah, and and with the that Ice King, like when I watch that, it's like his storyline. Like he's almost the main character. I mean, I know Finn is technically, but the Ice King and his relationship with his wife slash girlfriend was—I can't remember if they were married, but that that their thing. 
their love story permeates like the whole <laughs> series of Adventure Time in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, which which is crazy. Oh, but yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like it, Adventure Time has a whole storyline to it that is actually worth watching just to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, you got your throwaway episodes, but for the most part, everything is where it's supposed to. Okay, so okay, sounds good. All right, well, this has been a tad too far. Um, you can find this on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and on our website, tadtofar.com, T-A-D-T-O-F-A-R.com. Please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Bye. Bye. Bye.